0: Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode. It's not really an episode. There's no episode. It's just me. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, no one. To my right, no one because this is not a proper episode of Box Cutters. It is an ad hoc episode of Box Cutters. Next week, we will have a proper episode of Box Cutters, but last minute, we were able to get an interview with Sammy J, who is uh, going to be hosting next week the first episode of Wednesday Night Fever. ...on ABC1. So we were able to get an interview with him over the phone. Now, because we weren't able to get our regular studio... ...we have had to use the studios at Float Design Partners... ...which is where I record The Nudge. You can find that at thenudge.com.au. Find out all about design. It's a great podcast. However, that means that we didn't have our regular equipment... ...which means I had to use a laptop, Skype... And some patching devices to try to get everything working for the interview with Sammy J. So bear with the uh, slightly less than box cutters quality audio. Did not have Brett Cropley on the panel, didn't have any of that working for us. It is me doing everything, phoning up, calling Sammy J, speaking to Sammy J, asking the hard questions, asking the easy questions, doing a huge puff piece you'll hear it all it's coming up right now because I remember you being on stand up back in two thousand and four ah, you you were a regular on stand
1: up I was, and you know what you're the first person who' ever brought that up with me I think in the ten years since <laughs> since I did it, it went, um, which is, so, so thank you because I had a blast, but yeah i that was um I've been doing. Comedy for about eight months, and then I got casted you know offered a spot in this show and um I think back now and I go, oh my gosh, I must have been the other comedians must have hated me so much some <laughs> little upstart rocking up and then getting a spot and I look back i don 't know whether I was quite necessarily ready to appear on t v but i I certainly gave it a red hot crack, and they were, they were very kind to me
0: and so so you you had only been doing it for for eight months because I remember at the time you seemed fairly fairly fresh but <laughs> But, you,
1: but you didn't, <laughs> that's a very polite, polite way of saying I was a, a gibbering wreck on the screen, which I think is closer to the truth.
0: Well, because it, it was, it was you as a, as a regular guest and also uh, Flight of the Concords. So yeah, that's right. So clearly, you're just one step away from having your own HBO show now.
1: Well, um, yes. Or you could look at it in the sense that if you took our two careers side by side in 2004, they got their HBO show and I didn't. You know, I mean, I, I like to think of it as a race that I lost.
0: Really? Do you really think they won? I mean, I mean, sure, <laughs> well, one, one of them well, has an Oscar and whatever, but...
1: You know what, if I did a show, like, even now, if I was on a bill with Flight of the Conchords, I would rightly be, you know, very intimidated, very, very, very nervous just about sharing a bill with such legends. At the time, because, you know, your first couple of years in comedy, I think you have to have just this massive, thick skin and just this ridiculous, disproportionate self-belief that just pushes you through any bad gigs that you do, and... I just—I was sharing the stage with all these legends in this series, um, but I sort of just it didn't bother me because I was so new I didn't really know much. I didn't even have an idea of <laughs> who was big and who wasn't. So I, I sort of had that delightful naivety, I think, which, which got me through.
0: And, uh, and, and so you, you, you went from that. Uh, you've also done TV with uh, the Good Newsweek team. Uh, mm-hmm. you've, uh, you've done a, a lot of stuff with, uh, with Randy, your very good friend. Uh, My dear friend. Now there were there were rumours that Channel Ten was going to do a sitcom of you and Randy, and now there's rumours that the ABC is going to do a sitcom of you <laughs> and Randy. Uh, is is I'm, any of that
1: true? Um, I, I, I'm delighted to know that I've never been the subject of a rumour. I want to hear more about both rumours, <laughs> and then I can tell you.
0: you. You know there was there was that one toilet at the High Five Bar that said for a good time call, but I, I don't think that was yeah, accurate.
1: Well. No, no, that went straight to um the head of Channel Ten from memory, and uh, that, that that was the extent of that rumor. Um, uh, Randy and I have spent the last really four years trying to get a TV show of our own up. Um, in fact, our first live show that we did together as Sammy J and Randy was called Ricketts Lane, and the original we actually submitted it to the comedy festival the official title was um, Ricketts Lane, a blazing sitcom pitch. <laughs> but we actually, we removed that bit from the title because we thought it might look a bit disrespectful to, to the punters. Uh, but um, but we've we, we spent that long, you know, and, and there has been varying levels of interest over the years, you know, more so in the more recent time it has, our profile has got slightly bigger. Um, uh, and so any number of rumours, I guess, could be true in, in terms of, you know, people generally saying, hey, yeah, that'd work. But it's taken us a long time to find... Uh, the right, the, the, the people, the, the people who we think wanted to make the same show that we made, um, because because lots of people get excited about about making shows, but often, understandably, they they have their own idea in their head. Whereas Randy and I, I think are sufficiently stubborn and pig-headed um, that we, we we've <laughs> waited a long time, and and, and now um, yes, to, in answer, to, this is becoming a several kilometre long answer to a very simple question, Josh, but. Your question was are there rumors about the abc correct and yes the abc have shown more than a tiny bit of interest in Randy and I and so we're we're we're, we're currently in the process of writing some scripts um which maybe one day in a couple of decades will become uh, a sitcom on the abc
0: well that 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 would be Are you
1: still there that was <laughs> I felt like I just spoke out of my mouth at you for a very long time
0: <laughs> Look I I like it when you speak out of your mouth that's <laughs> that's my preferred way to to be spoken to
1: the interview is young. Let's
0: see where we, how we go. <laughs> uh, the, the I like that. I like the idea that there's that there's the possibility of a of a Sammy Jane Randy show. At the at the same time, I feel like so much of your career and so much of the, the way people know you is as part of a, a double act because uh, your popularity rose at the same time as you were doing the the shows with Randy, mm. and then. Uh, in the Good News Week production, whose name I, I forget more out of uh, habit and insistent stubbornness than um, anything else.
1: Good News World, you refer to? Yeah, that's the one. Yes, uh, so you, you got two of the three words right.
0: <laughs> I must, I must get something. That's a pass mark. <laughs> I think so. I'm giving you 51. Uh, the uh, so, so on on Good News World, you you were uh, you were together, and that ended up being the hey, let's tune in for Sammy J and Randy show, while everybody else uh, turned up. Sure, I'm being nasty about that. I only watched a little bit of it.
1: Uh, well, um, you know, you may have doubled the ratings by doing so. so thank you.
0: <laughs> but it it did seem like it did seem like they were giving you more and more of the show to carry. Uh, as as time went on, because clearly, uh, th- th- that's what that's what people were tuning in for the uh, the uh, the funny man and his purple friend.
1: Look, I I, I really um, am not objective enough to to respond uh, other than to say you know when they asked us to be involved, they said hey would you like to have your own segments on the show and we said awesome and you know the, I, I think the 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 saddest part about that whole about the show was simply that. The, 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 I think the main um, roadblock that it hit was the fact that the Good News, Wo- Good News Week fans um, got very angry that their show had been taken from them and so, and and become this show. So I think the fact that it was even called Good News World instead of something else, you, you know, set it off uh, on the wrong foot with a lot of people. And I think it did struggle then to sort of win back their affection then. Perhaps in that sense, because Randy and I weren't on Good News Week originally, <laughs> you know, that wasn't our sort of bag, we, we were sort of... Um, I don't know, isolated in a way with our own little segments, but um, you know that that was my biggest experience in TV ever, and, and my most enjoyable. You know, it was twelve full weeks with the cast and and writing and working and working the deadlines and so on. So it was um it was it was a very very fun adventure that one. But
0: considering that so much of your popularity has has been working with Randy, uh, now you've uh, I mean the, this year's Melbourne International Comedy Festival was. Uh, it was kind of a surprise for a lot of people because you did a solo show, and it mm. was and it was fantastic. Not just that you did a solo show, but you did a solo show, and it was fantastic. And you didn't need the double act. Do you think that uh, the the hosting role of Wednesday Night Fever came as as a result of uh, of showing that evidence?
1: Um. Th- Well, the answer is no, simply because I was offered the role before that evidence was presented. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, um, But I do know that, uh, you know, in in, in comedy, as in life, you struggle away for so long and, and, you know, trying to get projects up, just like the sitcom I was just talking about. And then very randomly and very rarely, something will just land in your lap, like a big, dirty, hot meat pie that's been dropped from a tuck shop window. And this one was one such hot pie. It was a phone call out of the blue asking me effectively whether I would... Wish to host host a show, um, which is so rare, and I think will probably never happen again. Um, but so I don't know how much you know research and everything went into finding the role of host. But I did ask whether they'd seen my work, and, and I know that they were familiar with it, both with Randy and on my own. And 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 uh, specifically, I think they'd watched my ABC Two Warehouse Comedy Special, which was a solo show that I did as part of that series a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. um, in which they'd seen me on my own. So so uh, yeah, I, I think. Doing my own thing, um, they've been they've been aware of. But I don't know. For me, it's it's funny because as you say, Randy and I, you know, at my my biggest success and our biggest uh, you know fan base has been with my work with Randy, which is hopefully continues to be. Um, but equally, I've always made a point along as has Randy. We do solo shows each year in Edinburgh and occasionally in Australia, mainly just to keep, to keep ourselves interested. You know, we want to keep working together, not be forced to work together, and that's a big part of that. You know, being able to go off and do your own thing. Um, and, and not have to argue over every joke for seven hours. <laughs> you know, it's a very different process. Um, so personally, it, it, you know, the idea of being on my own actually doesn't scare me. It, it's a very natural thing that I've always done and, and will keep doing. It just hasn't been the highest Profile thing.
0: You're hosting a show. What what, yes. is that, what does that entail, and do you get your own room?
1: <laughs> now you mean my own dressing room? Sure. <laughs> um I, the the, the dressing room so far uh, we, we, we did a little pilot episode just last week and um i had my own room then that is that is true um and as far as what does it entail hosting a show i'm learning every day but so far it involves largely just you know hosting a show <laughs> um in all its many uh and varied components it's it's. Uh, I don't know if I'm quite used to the idea yet that I'm hosting a show, but it's certainly a thrill. You know, I, I'm, I'm, it's, it's certainly when that phone call came. You know that I mentioned during my seven-hour ramble just a couple of minutes ago. Um, I I asked what the show was like, and they said it's a, it's a political sketch show. You know, it's a sketch comedy show featuring topical and political impersonations and satire and characters. Now, I couldn't have scripted if I was ever going to be asked to host a show. I couldn't have scripted a. As you say, a more indulgent uh, vehicle for me to get on board because that that really is me to a T. I don't know whether I'll do a good job of it, but I know that I'll certainly never regret having had the opportunity to.
0: You're working with an amazing uh, group of, of talented people. Uh, particularly, uh, I'm looking at Amanda Bishop and Paul McCarthy. Just jump out at mm. the at, at the start of this uh, of this list. These are people who have. Such a, a long uh, experience with uh, television comedy. How much have you been able to learn from working with them just in this short amount of time?
1: Oh, I've learned um, that I'll never be as good as them they're <laughs> amazing. <laughs> like my, my role on the show is being myself, uh, which is great. You know, I, I can I can be myself very well. These people just just embody characters just instantly. You know, even when you're throwing ideas around. Paul McCarthy will just drop into a bit of Rudd or, or Abbott, or you you know you just name someone and he'll just become them. And equally, I had to film a you know, a promo with Amanda Bishop as Julia Gillard. I've known Amanda for a little while, but I've never actually been in the same room as, as Julia Gillard, and it was just it was just magical, you know, having watched that Home with Julia and everything, and, and seeing how how much she becomes that person. Um, yeah, I, I, I've worked with her now for a fortnight, but I have just you know incredible uh respects of just just their skills you know i just just sit there i get to be a fan even when i'm interviewing them in character you know I, i get to just still enjoy their work as much as as much as the audience and then i just have to make sure i remember my lines and don't get too distracted
0: so what? Now you're talking about interviewing them in character. What format is the is the show going to take for for people who are listening to this as soon as it comes out? Uh, next Wednesday night is going to be the first ever episode, July the third. Uh, mm-hmm. So what what can people expect? What's the format of the show?
1: The format is um, effectively a fake Tonight Show. So there is nothing that's going to um, You know confuse anyone too much the the the, all all of the 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 tropes are sort of familiar in the sense that it's a it's a tonight show there's a house band and i'm hosting it and i will be uh, interviewing people who have made the news that week we'll be throwing to sketches in the studio and we'll be throwing to pre-recorded sketches there'll be fake ad breaks it's very very you know um old school and fast forwardy and full frontally in in that sense um Whilst, nonetheless, still trying to, of course, have our own voice. Uh, I'm just making the point that there's no one ever came into the show trying to reinvent the wheel or trying to do this new cool format. It really is about, you know, taking a whole lot of really talented people, putting them on screen, and and letting them have as much fun as they can um, around topical topical issues. But that, for me, is is is, is a great joy and challenge because it actually feels like we're almost going back in time a bit. You know, to a, perhaps ever, an ever so slightly more innocent time uh, on television. Well last
0: week we had uh, Rob Lloyd on and he is hosting a Channel 31 show called Live on mm-hmm. Bowen uh which is is itself a talk show and we were talking to him about uh whether the uh, the, the Australian late night talk show it just does not seem to exist anymore.
1: No no, no I mean we've got Adam Hills is probably presenting the closest I think at the moment, as far as an actual talk show goes, because he's interviewing guests properly and it's at a desk and it's in that format. But it's not late night, though, is it?
0: No, no. And uh, and you know, when we look overseas uh, and we see, uh, obviously, these are locations with much larger populations. But the UK and and the US have so many uh, t- tonight shows, uh, and and it seems like there's. Uh, there is a little bit of of calling out for that. When we had Steve vizard Tonight Live, that was mm. that that was fun, and and uh, and people tuned in for it. When we had uh, the Graham Kennedy News Show or whatever that ended up being called at uh, ten thirty or eleven o'clock on uh, on Channel Nine of an evening, mm. that was tune in viewing.
1: Well, look, even from my, you know, this is I'd be shouted down if it wasn't just you and me talking, but. Hey, hey, it's Saturday. I used, to, I used to stay up to watch that. I was a kid, of course, but it had that charm. It was so, you know, so daggy and so cheesy and air, uh, but it was, I, th- I think, something about the live TV feel of just people, you know, where you're allowed to make a mistake, you're allowed to laugh about it, versus the entire overwhelming majority of TV now, which is just edited to an inch of its life. It's shiny, it's slick, it's it's promoting something, it's it's so clean, you know, and... and uh, Nothing can go wrong. Every every hair has to be in place, and I think that the shows you just mentioned, and hopefully, hopefully, Wednesday Night Fever will also just have that slight level of of, of disrespect. And uh, you know, let's just relax a little bit. It's just a TV show, and uh, let's try and have some fun. It won't always be funny, and that's fine. But we would love to create something that people actually get to a Wednesday Wednesday night, they've had their dinner, and they go, "Oh gosh, that show's on tonight, and I'm looking forward to watching that."
0: Is it recorded live to air or oh, so? is it is it shot live to air or is it live to yeah. tape?
1: Uh, live to tape. So we've got a 24-hour uh, delay or I should say 24-hour mad editing scramble. But um, yeah, filmed on a Tuesday night to go to air on a Wednesday, which, which is great because it's, you know, short of being live live, it'll um, allow us to be as topical as possible. Just got to hope that no big stories break on a Wednesday.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, what happens if there's like a Labour spill or something on a Wednesday? <laughs> have, have you have well, you got a contingency in place for that?
1: Um, there are, there will always be some options. You know, fake sponsorships at the start of the show and so on that can be go right down to the wire. But I think we'll just. We'll just be... No, you know, we'll be in touch with camera and just make sure that nothing major happens on a Wednesday in general. We couldn't really have scripted a better time for the show to start with this week coming up. Oh, yeah. So I don't think we'll be, there'll be no shortage of material for episode one at least.
0: Well, that's, uh, that, that's, that's very exciting. I think, uh, I, I, I think all audiences are, are going to, to look forward to... I told you this was going to be a puff piece. i are going to look forward to Where's the Night Fever. <laughs> it, it's... I think it's just fun to see... Uh, especially when when we look at people like like Paul McCarthy, who has done every single sketch uh, show mm-hmm. that has ever been invented in in Australia in the last I don't know twelve years, uh, going going all the way back to, to Comedy Inc. Uh, seeing someone like that have the uh, the freedom to do great work on on the ABC, uh, how how many I suppose the question I'm trying to ask is how much network interference is there in what you do and don't put to uh, t- to air?
1: Look, so far, um, very little. In fact, quite the opposite. You know, the ABC have been... They've been very involved, but really just in terms of supporting the show and, you know, saying, what do you need? You know, how can we help you? That sort of thing. The ABC, you know... The show is what it is. It's going to be a late-night comedy sketch show, so so they understand there's going to be bad language, there's going to be, you know, edginess here and there, and, and there's going to be people who don't like it. Um, but they're completely on board. That's been really exciting. And for me, coming on board, the fact that it was the ABC was one of the big sort of tips because, you know, the commercial world is a big, nasty, horrible, shark-infested place, but few succeed and many fail. And certainly for my... Um, <laughs> Two cents, you know. I'm just very glad that we're starting work on a show that, at the very least, will be given time to breathe and time to find its feet.
0: Well, I, I I look forward to that. I, uh, I I want to point out to to listeners that I'm always going to be an early adopter to a show that has a pun in it somewhere, and <laughs> the house band's name, Bona Contention, is. Uh, I'm I'm enjoying that quite a lot.
1: It doesn't get any punnier than that. In fact, that's, um, yeah, as far as, <laughs> it, this is not as any house band, this is a massive, their, their logo is a skull and crossbones with two penises instead of the bones. Like, we're not <laughs> we're not pulling any punches here, Josh.
0: But I like also that, uh, that, y- that you're mixing up the highbrow and the lowbrow.
1: Oh, look, uh, overtly, like, that was, uh, you know, I- I'm... Very much, um, um, uh, that's sort of one of my quests in the show is to make sure that there's, there's enough of both. Um, you know, I guess for my comedy education, The Late Show is, is the best example of, of, you know, a show that did that just so supremely where you can watch, you can enjoy something really silly, really immature, a massive, you know, barge ass, side jokes, whatever, but then have, yeah, just some awesome, you know, satire, social comments, political stuff mixed in. And I think that it, it, it is a fine line, but, yeah, we're we're going to try and do our best to strike that balance.
0: Well, I think uh, I, I think you've set a, a good tone there. People will tune into Wednesday Night Fever expecting something as good as the Late Show.
1: Well, that's um, that's enough pressure to make me want to quit. Uh, uh, <laughs> I've, I've I've seen about twelve sketch comedy shows in Australia crumble under the weight of um, uh, expectations because people bandy around what it's going to be like and so on. Um, this show, I can assure you, won't be anything like The Late Show. It won't be anything like Comedy Inc. It'll be nothing like anything other than uh, Wednesday Night Fever. Every TV show in Australia that starts is torn apart <laughs> and ripped in your asshole uh, these days. And, and I think that, you know, sketch comedy in particular, uh, you know, people like to have a lot of opinions about and so on. And so uh, there's been a nice feeling in the cast of people this time around just going, you know what, we just expect that. But we're just not only going to ignore it, we're sort of just going to just barge straight on into this and... and give it as good a shot as we can. So it's going to be a fun fun ride. Sketch
0: comedy has a much harder obstacle course to overcome to be successful in this country than, I think, any other kind of Australian TV show. If you put on an Australian drama, it's... I, I mean, I, I think... Uh, let's, let's look at winners and losers as, as an example. That is not a very complicated, dramatic scenario that is not challenging anyone. And and it gets it gets a pass, but a, a comedy that wouldn't challenge anyone doesn't.
1: Absolutely, um, I think comedy. You know, people feel they own comedy because it's their sense of humour, and so much like music, you know, people in, in everyone's own mind, something is either funny or is it, or it's not. And uh, sketch comedy as well. I think, particularly a show like this. It's very, it's, it's by its nature, it's very earnest, you know, it, it's 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 not cool, it's not even like, you know, some of the great comedies, you know, your Wilfreds or your Lades, which are all, you know, um, location, sitcom stuff, no laugh track, you know, that, that they get by in a lot, uh, in, in many ways... Um, I'm trying to rephrase this, Josh, because I <laughs> they, they don't get by they're they're, they're they're some of my favorite shows I'm listing, but the reason I'm pointing them out is that even if people don't like them, they're not, they're not going to get angry about them as such, because they, they're also drama that they have a lot of elements. Sketch comedy in a studio, uh, you, you're tuning in, you can see the effort has been made into these, these very sort of uh, traditional sketches, which, you know, if, if not done right, can come across as incredibly lame or forced. And so there is that really fine line. And, and, uh, I think that's part of the reason that, that sketch comedy, you know, always receives uh, a much bigger he- head kicking from many, because it, it can become a very easy target if it's not done uh, with just that right level of, uh, of, of playfulness.
0: We are, I think, even in danger of being unfair to uh, to, to sketch comedy, and, uh, and yeah. you know, and I like to think that we always play fair, but maybe we don't
1: well you know i will see, but I think the the big thing a b c haven't touched live sketches like this in quite a while, so I think that's the great right thing what whatever is said and written uh you know the show will go on for seven episodes you know which which is which is which is great it won't be another you know ben elton or let loose live for example
0: let's uh let's hope there is never another ben elton <laughs> that's uh i'll say it i'll say it here and now, Sammy J, thank you so much.
1: Thank you very much, Josh. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you and your faceless, anonymous listeners all over the globe.
0: Wednesday Night Fever starts July 3rd at 9.30pm on ABC1. Well, that brings us to the end of Boxcutter's episode, not a real episode. I want to say thanks very much to Sammy J who was uh, very generous with his time over the phone. Thank you very much to Float Design Partners for letting us use their studios and Wi-Fi. And thanks very much to you for being patient and listening to something that was not probably a box cutter's quality of audio, but we make do with what we can or what we have, what we have available to us. we, You know what? If uh, John was here, he would have told me to shut up by now. Oh, next week, Courtney Hocking, Brett Cropley, Ben McKenzie, maybe a special guest. Also, we will be reviewing the fourth season of Arrested Development. Our time has come. John is not part of that conversation because he doesn't believe it exists. I'm very excited. Until next week, my name is Josh Kanal, And hey, let's be careful out there. Fox Cutters is produced by Josh Canal with Brett Cropley and John Richards and help from Courtney Hocking and Dave Lawson. Peter Wilson from Soup Giant is the man behind making sure you can actually download stuff. He's good that way. We'd like to thank 3RRR, the greatest radio station in the world, for letting us use their studios to record this podcast. Find them on the web at rrr.org.au or 102.7 FM if you listen to radio the old-fashioned way. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can show your appreciation by leaving a positive review on iTunes or maybe just telling some friends what they're missing out on. You can also donate actual cash money to us by using the donate button at the top of our website. Donating helps keep the show alive and makes us smile. Our website is boxcutters.net and you can find all sorts of ways to contact us there. I had this hilarious thing where I called up John while he was sick and uh, got him to do the intro bit to uh, Pete Smith. But I recorded that on a shitty computer and it didn't work.